Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, everybody. This is John B. with GangreenNation.com, and this is the Locked On Jets podcast. You may be asking whether this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The answer is yes, it is. Please subscribe to the show. It's available on both iTunes and Audioboom.com. It is Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving is Thursday. So if you are listening to this show on the road or at the airport, I wish you safe travels. Well, the Jets are 3-7. and seven. They are coming off their bye week. Uh, today we'll do a four thoughts show. Uh, that's where I give you four thoughts on the state of the team. There are four quarters in a football game, four downs in the possession. So today I will give you four thoughts. And these four thoughts will follow a singular theme. And that theme is... What did the Jets have left to play for over the the final six weeks of the season? Um, As we've discussed, and as most people would realize, at 3-7, the Jets, even if they are not mathematically eliminated, have very little chance of making the playoffs. Uh, 2016 will go down as a disappointing year, without a doubt, for the Jets. They entered the season... Riding high off a 10 and 6 2015 that we're hoping to build on that momentum and make that take the next step, make the playoffs in the second year of the Todd Bowles and Mike McCagnan regime. It has not happened. It has been a disappointing year. So, what are some things we can look forward to over the last six weeks of the season? The first is the quarterback situation. Uh, I think we all know at this point it's very unlikely Ryan Fitzpatrick will be back in 2017. If he is, he certainly will not just be handed the starting job the way he was this year, but even I I would bet heavily against Fitzpatrick returning to this team. The question is, what will the Jets see out of their young quarterbacks, Um, in particular Bryce Petty, and perhaps Christian Hackenberg a little later in the season? Now, it might be that Fitzpatrick gets another game or two, and uh, you know I've heard a lot of people. A lot of people seem to be very up in arms about the idea if Fitzpatrick would get another start. I think it is. Def- I think it is time to move move on to Petty, but you can't get me to go crazy about this. I think we all know that Petty is eventually going to go into the lineup, whether it's this week, next week, two weeks. You want me to go crazy because Petty is going to start four games instead of six? I, I just can't do it. Now, if Fitzpatrick plays the rest of the games, that's a different story. But what will Bryce Petty show you? Uh, Petty is kind of an open book right now. We don't really know what the Jets have in him. I don't think the Jets really know what they have in him. His debut against the Rams was less than stellar, but it was only one start. You cannot judge a quarterback just on one start. And that's something that could at least build some... It could could give you some... Some sort of solace in the season if Petty goes out and plays well near the end of the year, and you start to you feel like maybe this guy's coming along, maybe he's developed a little bit over the last two years. When the Jets picked him in the fourth round out of Baylor, he was a major project. 
that's the reason he went in the fourth round. He was coming out of a system that does not resemble an NFL system at all. He was pretty much a total teardown and rebuild project. His mechanics were really nothing to write home about. Um, if you think back to preseason in 2015, he looked like a guy who really uh, was struggling with his footwork, other aspects of quarterback position and Todd Bowles had commented that Petty was having difficulty identifying the Mike linebacker which is something that's pretty essential in for an NFL quarterback and one of the most basic things that a quarterback has to learn how to do so what can Petty show you now unless Petty goes out and lights it up the way Dak Prescott has this year with Dallas I don't think there's a lot that Petty can necessarily do to lock in the starting job in 2017, but a good showing could at least put his name in the discussion in a way it was not heading into this season. It could give you some optimism heading into the off season with another, you know, another year to develop another uh, set of OTAs, a training camp. If he looks, if he looks good or if he looks credible, that'll at least give you some hope for the future that maybe the Jets have found somebody. And, even if he doesn't look like starting material, is he the type of guy who you could develop into a backup? That's an open question. If Petty doesn't play well, can Christian Hackenberg give you a game or two that at least gives you some sort of optimism heading into next season? Because there is not a lot about Hackenberg that has made people doubting who doubted that pick at the time feel much better you look at his preseason was ugly. He barely got into games, and he did have a, he did light it up for one drive against the Giants, but he had a really rough game where he played most of he played most of the preseason finale against the Eagles and struggled to do much of anything against guys who aren't a lot of guys who aren't even in the NFL right now. And something that hasn't been discussed as much is. The rationale behind the Hackenberg pick, one of the things people used to justify it was the idea that Hackenberg was ruined by Penn State's coaching staff, and people commented that this is a good quarterback, the coaching staff held him and the team back. Well, if you look at what happened at Penn State this year, Penn State is having a tremendous season. In fact, they actually have a chance to make the college football playoff this year, and if you're looking at this objectively, you look at what Hackenberg did his last two seasons at Penn State and what Penn State's doing now and what Hackenberg has shown you so far and how far away he's looked, you have to say it looks more like Hackenberg was holding Penn State back than Penn State was holding Hackenberg back. So you'd like to see some, you know, if the in an ideal world, Petty would play well enough that he would never be benched. But if Petty struggles, Hackenberg may end up seeing the field for a game or two. So in that scenario, you'd like to see something that gives you some degree of optimism heading into the offseason because one of the biggest talking points behind the Hackenberg pick seems to be off the table right now because the terrible coaching staff seems to be doing a tremendous job with a new quarterback under center in Happy Valley. So the first thing you're looking for is you're looking for something, some sort of optimism out of the quarterback position. And if you get that, you can at least start to take something positive away from this season. And at the end of the day, this season is going to go down as a disappointment because the Jets were looking to have a good year. They were looking to make the playoffs. It, in some way, you know, this was a team that had high expectations heading into the season and it has not met it. So the year's going to go down as a net negative. If you at least walk away with it with 
a little bit of optimism about one of the quarterbacks under contract, you can start. You can at least take something positive away because right now this is not a year where you take anything away positive. That brings me to point two, which takes us away from the quarterback position. Is you'd like to see continued development from other players, if, you know, a Robbie Anderson who lit it up in preseason, earned a roster spot on the team, got more action once Eric Decker got hurt, and those first few weeks really struggled. There were a lot of plays, contested balls he could have won, he did not win. And that has changed over the last few weeks. Anderson is starting to show life. You look at other guys, Lorenzo Malden had a very disappointing... It's, had a, it's, a, it's been a disappointing year for Malden. He walked into training camp. He was supposed to be a starter. He lost his starting job in preseason. Starting to show a little more life, starting to earn some playing time. Can he at least finish the season strong and give you something to build hope heading into next season? Can Darren Lee you know, really take his game to the next level? Can you know, some of the other young receivers, we talked about Anderson, how about Jalen Marshall? How about Sharon Peak? Can you see something out? Of, can you start to see things out of these young players that at least gives you hope for next season? And you know, I go back to the famous tanking debate: Is it better for the Jets to lose games and get a higher draft pick, or is it better for them to win games? And it's one of those things I don't feel comfortable talking about because a lot of people bring it back to your quality as a fan, or does a real fan do that, or does a real fan do that, do this? And Personally, I find it difficult to root against the Jets, but I'm not going to demonize you if you are rooting for a higher draft pick. I understand the rationale. But I think not all wins are created equally. Now, I can understand the tanking argument if you're saying Fitzpatrick's going to continue to play the rest of the year and Brandon Marshall's going to have a few big games and carry this team to some wins against some of the weaker opponents they play. I don't think that I think it's a little different if a guy if the Jets start winning games because Petty's playing well, Anderson's start showing he's a starting caliber receiver. You're getting some of your other young guys. Calvin Pryor really comes on near the end of the year. Lee looks good. That's a very different story, I think. And even if you're the type of guy who want or girl who wants a higher draft pick, you can't tell me that's bad for the team. It would show you that young guys are starting to emerge, and that's a good thing for the future of this franchise. So you can't, you can't just, I don't think you can just break it down into winning is best for this team, losing is best for this team, especially on the losing side, because you're going to tell me that young players really starting to come into their own is bad? That I would disagree with. So that's the second thing to watch is not, you know, the, I think the quarterback, and the reason I, I separated these two is the quarterback position is on a higher plane just because of how important it is. It's one of the most important single, single positions in any sport, the quarterback in football. But there are other spots to watch on this football team. And hope, you know what you want to see is you want to see these guys give you hope for the future, make it seem like they are progressing. You, know, you, want, you always want to see progress in young players. So you want to see them get better as the year goes along. And no, it doesn't guarantee, you know, a couple of good games against subpar competition. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a career in the NFL. I think if you've watched this team long enough, you understand that. You probably remember plenty of players who finished a year strong. Seemed like they were on the upswing, and then the start of the next season, they were they regressed. So it doesn't guarantee you anything, but... 
you'd certainly like your young players to look stronger as the year goes on, opposed to the alternative. Brings me to point three, which is similar, but it's about the coaching staff. This has been a bad year for the coaching staff, and it's likely at this point there is going to be some degree of turnover, even if the Jets don't go all the way and make a change at head coach. And I think back to something Bill Parcells has said through the years. And Parcells, of course, was a very successful head coach in the NFL, won multiple championships, took took uh, New England to the Super Bowl after winning a couple with the Giants, turned the Jets around, took Dallas to the playoffs, Hall of Fame head coach. And despite all the success, he talks. He mentioned that one of his most rewarding coaching jobs came in 1999, which was his final year with the Jets. Vinny Testaverde famously got hurt in the opener against New England. Jets got off to a terrible start with Rick Meyer at quarterback. But they rallied, and they ended up finishing that season 8-8, eight and eight, even though they had been out of it for a long time. And no matter what happens, I think you have to look at this year as a negative for the coaching staff. But if the coaching staff can rally the t- keep the team together and show some improvement about the way, in the way they deploy players and prepare them and just prevent the team from quitting, you know, keeping the team focused on a week-to-week basis, that at least is something positive you can take away. Now, it again, it doesn't salvage this year, and we've seen... You know, how many game, how many times did Rex Ryan teams go on a run near the end of the season, win some game that they shouldn't have won? At some point, it ceases to matter because if you aren't winning enough near the start of the year, some rally after your team out of it doesn't mean a whole lot. But once or twice, you know, that's something you'd like to see out of a coaching staff and at least would show you something that these guys can get better during the year, that they kept the team focused and actually won some games, even though it was out of the race. That would at least show me something to be positive about in an otherwise lost season. And this brings me to my fourth and final thought, which is a role the Jets can play is the role of spoiler. Um, they have, still have four division games left in their final six games. New England's having a very good year. Miami and Buffalo are at least to some extent in the playoff chase. And this probably goes more for fans than it does players, but it at least take, gives you some solid. The only thing that makes a bad year worse is when your rivals are doing well. So the Jets at least have a chance to help to ruin their rival season. We all know New England's going to the playoffs, but if you think back to a year ago, the Jets won a Week 16 game against the Patriots. Now, that game set the Jets up to potentially make the playoffs by beating the Bills in Week 17. Did not pan out. But that loss actually really hurt New England because it helped cost them the number one seed in the AFC playoffs which eventually led to them going to Denver in the AFC Championship game, a game the Patriots lost. And you think about Denver's offense last year, I don't think there's any way the Broncos would have gone into Foxborough and beaten them had the Patriots been the top seed in the AFC. Now, New England also lost a game Week 17 that really cost them, but a win Week 16 and the Pats would have had the top seed in the AFC, so the Jets helped contribute to New England not going to the Super Bowl last year. The Bills, of course, knocked the Jets out of the playoffs. Now there's no guarantee the Week 17 game against Buffalo will feature a Bills team on the cusp of making the playoffs, but if the, the Jets have a, might have a chance to return the favor if things play out a certain way. 
and the Dolphins and Jets uh, over the last five years have both knocked each other out of the playoffs week 17 by beating their opponent, playing the role of spoiler. Now, I'm not saying that this is a great scenario to be in. You, playing the role of spoiler means that you did not have a very good year. It does not make up for having a bad year, but it at least is something to play for. And if Jets fans are going to be miserable, they their team can at least help make the fans of their rivals miserable. So that's something else to watch and at least will provide some degree of solace for many Jets fans if they are able to win some of these games and help ruin the seasons of some of their rivals. That'll do it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. This is John B. from gangreennation.com and bringing you the Locked On Jets podcast. Please subscribe to the show. It's available on iTunes and audioboom.com. And be sure to give it good ratings if you like what you hear. Until next time, have a great day, everybody. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.